0: You're listening to Productivity on Purpose, episode 66, four mistakes and four lessons from my real life. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Riti Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rock star professionals who are doing it all – that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Okay, so I've just come off an amazing, exhilarating, exuberating weekend, I planned a 50th birthday for my sweet hubby, a surprise of many, many sorts, and I cannot wait to take you through the four mistakes I made and the four learning lessons on event planning. But hold on tight because this isn't just for events. The lessons I took away can be applied to everything going on in your life, whether you do have some entertaining that you might have coming up. Or if you're taking care of your family or you're in business, you're navigating corporate life, planning is key. So, yes, I'll be talking about this one big event. But I personally have had so many takeaways that I know that I can apply to pretty much any type of project coming up on the horizon. And I hope you can, too. Hello, my sweet friends. I'm Ridhi Purik. If we haven't met yet, I help ambitious women go from overwhelmed and overloaded to in control and confident so you can thrive at work and at home. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you have lots of places you could put your attention, and I have so much gratitude for you, and thank you for spending your time with me. Okay, so I want to first give you a little bit of background on what this whole event was about so that this makes sense. A few months ago, uh, my husband was wondering if I was going to be planning his 50th birthday. Now, let me tell you, he did not do some huge 40th. He did not do some other big birthday since we've been married, but he has been talking about the dang 50th for like two years, truly two years. Been telling everybody back home. Now, home for us is on the East Coast, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, basically like the tri-state area, and we are in Nashville. We moved here 15 years ago, and several of family members and friends, especially on his side of the family, have not made it to Nashville in this whole time. And so he's been telling them for two years, you know what, for my 50th, I want you to come. I want the big bash, I wanna celebrate, I want us all to be in Nashville together. Well, lo and behold, of course, the pandemic hits, all plans are put aside, don't even talk about it, until towards the end of February, right at the end, I think that's when Biden announced everyone, the country would be vaccinated or be able to be vaccinated by end of May. And my hubby says, well, are you planning anything for me? And I say, I actually was not because I had no idea what was going to happen with this pandemic. Would anyone travel? Could we pull something off? Would anything be opened at that time? But once that announcement was made, I was just kind of on it. I said, okay, sweet, sweet, my little sweet baby Raj, my hubby, just sit tight. Don't ask me any questions and I'll take care of the whole weekend for you. Now. When I took on this endeavor, I'm not sure that I completely knew what I signed up for. I actually didn't even know what I was going to do because, again, I thought everything was on hold. And I thought, oh, maybe we'll do this in September. We'll see how things go. But rather, we moved ahead, and he said, whether it was 10 friends sitting in the backyard, it didn't matter to him as long as we celebrated his 50th, which was on May 15th. So that's where it started. Now, that's where it started, and where it ended up was over 35 guests, which is friends and family, flew in from out of town, which I could not even believe. I was so exploding with excitement um, about the amazing turnout, which meant it was a lot of meals, lots of hotel, figuring out things, finding the venue, figuring out beds at home, lots of dietary restrictions, lots of details to think about. And then in town, in Nashville, for the actual party, it was about another 40 people. So we're talking about 75 people. And because so many people were coming in from out of town, I didn't want to make it just a one-night event. I was like, well, they're coming in for the weekend. You know, we're gonna be celebrating all weekend and kind of just, you know, hosting all weekend. So the first of our guests arrived Thursday night, and the last left on Wednesday evening. So almost a full week of meals and coordinating and you know, just feeding everyone and, and getting everyone together. So there was a ton to think about. Um, I felt like I was essentially planning a wedding, not an Indian wedding, because I would have 500 people, but a small wedding nonetheless. Okay, so that was the scenario, that's the background, and now let's shift to my learning lessons. What I did well, what I didn't do so well, like what went right, and where I could improve. Now, this is, I'm actually like, like jumping into my episodes for this podcast, because I actually am a few weeks ahead but I pushed those back so I could do this real time. I mean, today's Thursday and the last of our guests left left last night. So I can, this is really fresh in my mind, but it was so fresh that I thought this is exactly when I should talk about this because not only is it great to share it, but if I kind of go through this post-mortem, I think they call that, like after an event or after a launch, you kind of go back and you just think about what happened and dissect it and take your lessons away, then it will really help me, myself, for future ones. So let's start with number one. I'm actually going to start on the positive and what went right. And as I'm going through these, think, well, how can I apply this to something going on in my life? Maybe something going on in the future, an event, or just a project, a family get-together, something I'm doing with my kids at work. There's so many, um, you know, things that are coming up in your life that we can we can apply these to. The first thing I did right I listened to what was said. I listened to what was said. My hubby told me a year ago or two years ago what he wanted. And then he told me again what he wanted. I mean, although he said, even though it's 10 people in the backyard, but, the, but really what he wanted was it to be a big celebration where all his friends and family got together. Now, how many times do we not listen? I don't know why, ladies, people tell us things and we're still like doing what we want to do or what we think is the best thing for them or in their best interest instead of just dang listening. People tell us all the time, sometimes it's not straight up communication, absolutely direct, but indirectly, they're telling us what they want. And it's really important to listen even if it's not exactly what you want. So a really like simple Example of this is my son, when he was young, wanted peanut butter and jelly, PB&J, for years. And I mean every dang day for school, like literally for years. And I would put in like a turkey and cheese, or I would put in like a grilled cheese, or I would put it, you know, just do all these different things. And they would always come back, and the, the lunchbox was full, and he wouldn't eat it. And he said, I just want a peanut butter and jelly, mama, <laughs> right? And finally, I was like, why do I fight this? Why don't I just listen So again, I feel like this idea can be applied in so many areas. Now it doesn't mean listen and people please and just do everything that somebody wants, let them walk all over you. I think you know the context in which I'm talking about. What I mean is don't try to recreate something or do it the way that you really want it and that you wish it were for you, but listen to other people's requests and what what makes them happy, even if it's not in alignment with what necessarily you would want or the experience you'd want. And Spend your time on fulfilling that versus your own need. Number two, what went right? I focused on the anchors, the anchors. I call the big things that you have to get done, the anchor items. So from the time that I decided to do this party to when it was happening, it was 10 weeks, which is not a lot of time, considering I had to find a location and just all the details that I went through, like this mini wedding that was going on for so many days. And so I figured that I had about three big anchors. And if I nail these three big things first, these three big anchors, then based on those, I could get all the little details done. So although at first my head was swarming and I was feeling overwhelmed by all the things I had to get done, I sort of just put that aside and I focused on the three big anchors. And I thought to myself, you know, when I get those done, then I can get back to the details and make a lot more sense. So I'm not even going to put them, I'm not going to think about it and put them away. So the three big anchors for me was, number one, I had to get a save the date and an invite out, which meant like I had to get all the emails together from all different walks of life of his, of my husband's, and get that save the date out. Number two, I had to find a venue. So I had to pick a venue. It was not going to be in our house. Maybe it was going to be in our house. Actually, I did lots of different research. Could it be at the house? Could it be out? Everybody at that time definitely wanted to be safe. We wanted it outside. By the way, everybody had to be vaccinated. That was on my invitation. So I had to in a way that felt good for everyone, that they felt safe, but in a way that I could accommodate this many people. And then number three, I had to book the hotels. Like we had to have a place to stay. So I moved on all three of those pretty quickly. Before I was thinking caterers or foods or, um, you know, even get, I mean, well, I guess I did think of the guest list because it had to. the invite had to go out, but like where people are going to stay and just so many other things. I was like, I have to nail those three. Those are the three anchors. So the lesson here is I didn't procrastinate the big stuff. The big stuff had to be done. And let me tell you what a blessing it was that I didn't procrastinate it because It was only later on that I found out that it's a huge college or university graduation weekend that weekend. Like here we have Vanderbilt and other colleges. And because of that, the entire city was booked. Like every hotel, every car rental, every um, tent place, everything was booked. And I didn't know at the time when I started planning. So had I not jumped on the big anchors, I never, and I truly mean never would have had had the success I did in finding the venue or finding or getting the, the hotels and then moving on from there. So the second thing that went right was I focused on the anchors and I didn't procrastinate. I jumped on them right away. The third thing I did right was I was obsessed with my lists, Y'all obsessed. I had lists of everything, like what I was serving at every meal. Like, what serving platter I was going to use for each dish at every meal? I had Costco lists. I had Amazon lists. I had lists of arrival times, departure times. The last week before the party, I had a list for things I had to do each day of the week. So, literally, I had a list for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, Monday, I had to, let's say, confirm the cake. And Tuesday, I had to, you know, pack up all the party favors and twins. And so, I just had this list of all the days. Ladies, I had so many freaking lists. It was crazy. But I got to tell you, they saved my life in so many ways. In the middle of the night when I'd get a thought of something I needed to get done, which I did, of course, it was the list is on my phone because I'm on Evernote and I could just wake up. When I woke up, I could just go to my phone and type it in. I had my thoughts in the palm of my hand all the time. When I had to refer back to my list, if I was in a party store or if I was with the caterer or if I was at the hotel making the arrangements, like, I could run back to my, I could have my list right there on my phone and be like, okay, well, this is how many people I'm anticipating, or this is the timing, or whatever the detail was, it was on my list. Whenever I was confused or felt like I was forgetting something, you know where I looked, on the dang list. So the lesson here, lists are lifesavers. And the fourth thing that I did really well, that this is something I'm not great at, I just, don't tend to do as much, and I think this is an issue or challenge with lots of ambitious women, but here's what I did. I enlisted help. when and I enlisted a lot of help. I, I'm at the age, at the point in my life where I'm like, I want this to be fun. I don't want to be stressed the entire weekend. Even though I was still running around like a crazy person, I wanted help. I wanted people there. So I, I got some help ahead of time, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, but I also took people up on help during the parties. I would say parties during the whole weekend, during the event. Yes, the word yes became my friend. When any friend or relative said, could I help you with that? Could I take something outside? Could I pick up something for you on the way over? Could I, and I said yes, yes, and yes. Not that I want to put everyone to work, but when if a few people are doing a little bit, it's not a lot of work, but it's a lot less on me, and they're happy to do it. Ahead of time, I had our housekeeper coming in a couple, you know, a couple times to help like do all the like help with the dishes or help with the serving or help with the cleaning, even like turnover beds because we had people coming in and out. On Friday we had uh, a Mexican night and I had it delivered, but not only delivered, but set up in the chafing dishes with the Sternos, all set up by that company. I had help um after the party like with cleaning, so there was a lot of help and delegating and help is the lesson here. Okay, it, is, it was only in, not enough, in my best interest to make this event as successful and fun and amazing and memorable as it was, to get help. So that's your lesson there. If this is something you struggle with, start with some baby steps. We are in your life with something coming up and you're like, I just want it to not be stressful anymore. How can you get the help you need? Through an assistant, through hiring someone, get your family involved. There are so many ways, make yes your friend. All right, so let's shift gears here and talk about what I did wrong or where I could have improved. The first thing is that I didn't leave enough buffer time for the last week. So I mentioned I had about 10 weeks of planning and I swear I was I was planning that whole time, but all hell went loose on this last week. And I, well, what I failed to mention so far is that in the in the middle of all this Planning this big surprise, my husband and I embarked on a huge, and I mean huge, backyard project. So here's the deal. He knew, I did tell him, listen, I'm doing a party for you that weekend. It's your birthday. Um, so he knew that, but he had no idea anyone was coming in or like, you know, just like what the details were. We had been talking about getting our backyard done through the whole pandemic, just didn't work out, and the timing didn't seem like there was any reason to either. And We've been looking for someone to help us do it, couldn't find anybody. And it just so happened when I called someone to help me with lights in the backyard that turns out that they could do this whole project, which they told me would be done three weeks before the party, three weeks. Of course, lo and behold, things go wrong, weather doesn't cooperate, things don't come in on time. And we are literally, and when I, I mean, I I could probably do an entire episode on this, but I mean, working with the workers in the backyard Grabbing, It was a complete 100% construction site 24 hours before all these people were flying in. Like wood everywhere and just, I mean, everything. Nails and it just covered. Our backyard was covered in materials. Front yard was covered in, in, in crush and run and planks and uh, tools and dumpsters. And it was insane. In the last few days, our entire family, especially my husband and I were in, out there with the workers, picking up everything. The morning of at 6 a.m., we are power washing driveways and decks. We're I'm taking wind decks and cleaning windows. I mean, it was like until the moment people walked in, we were doing this. So I, of course, did not realize that was going to happen. That was not the plan. I thought we'd be done weeks ahead of time. But given all that, I didn't leave enough buffer time for that last week. And this is an issue, I think, it's all the time. in any project you have, whether it's at work or home, it's like especially at the end, leaving that buffer time, because it just feels like whatever can go wrong will go wrong, right? And I had no time at the end, which brings me to number two. Along the same lines, I didn't add in enough self-care time, especially in that last week. Isn't that typical, right? We do all the things we have to do to get done, and we don't focus enough on ourselves, which is no bueno, because we know if your cup ain't full, we can't serve anybody else, and so things like my nails, like I left it for the last like, couple of days. Like, wait, it was too late. Like, I couldn't get it done. I had to run out in the middle of windexing my window to so get my eyebrows done and run back. I mean, it was so stressful because I kind of, I thought that, oh, I'll do that kind of on the last day or the day before. But it wasn't enough buffer time for all the things that could have gone wrong. Um, the other thing I think is really huge is that I had thrown my back. I threw it on the Friday of the party. I have never in my entire life thrown my back. Okay, so like I mentioned, we were working outside for a couple of days. I was really stressed with everything. We had to get this all done. All the stress, but I could feel my back getting bad. Like I could feel it hurting a few days prior to that day. And what I should have done right at that moment was gone and got was gone to a massage. And what I do, I typically get these massages. Try to go every six weeks or so, and they're really not. Um, relaxation for me, they are medic- oh, medicinal. I get terrible migraines. I get these really back shoulder pains. And I've never had a backache like this, but I do get some backache and they always go and it basically they just get all the tension out and it prevents me from falling into this horrible debilitative migraines. And I knew that I needed to do that during that time because I could feel all I know all the like the signs that's coming on and I didn't and I ignored it to get through this to get through all this stuff down the backyard. And then I threw my back on Friday to the point where I was completely stiff, couldn't move, medicated. It was really bad. So all that to say was those two things. I didn't leave enough buffer time for that last week, and I didn't add enough self-care time in early enough. Number three, I stressed way too much about things that were out of my control. Okay. Way too much. And by this, I mean, I did get migraines. Um, for the last couple of weeks before the party i was so it had been raining here for like a month straight i was so stressed about the rain and you know the inside i didn't love like the alternative being an inside and what would i do with all these people in our house if we didn't have the backyard and how messy would that be and where would we keep everyone how would it be fun and I would just get myself into a tizzy about this kind of stuff, that's one example. Or just like something that was maybe not gonna be complete at the where we were having it at the venue, or was everybody in both sides of the family gonna get along, or did, with this DJ, it was kinda of last minute, like do I, did he have the, was he gonna be any good, or whatever it was, like it was all these things that none of those things are out in my control. I ha- I knew that everything that was in my control was taken care of, I was so detailed, down to the last detail but I was stressing over things that were out of my control, making myself sick over it and really stressing out. And if I had to just do that all over, I mean, thankfully everything turned out great, perfectly, actually. And if it didn't, it would have been fine too. And at the end of the day, who cares? Because it's not in my control. There's nothing I can do about it. Why was I expending so much energy and stress and overwhelm over those types of things? So definitely something, an area that I know that I can use improvement on in the future. Do you do stuff like that too? Do you stress about Things that you can't control, I would love to hear from you about it. And then finally, number four, (laughs) I didn't give enough buffer time for other people. Okay, so you may have guessed I'm a pretty timely person. However, other people in my family are not. (laughs) So I was projecting the way that I operate onto other people, so, for example, if we had to be in the car by 6 o'clock to get to the event, because it was a surprise, everyone was waiting there, I just told everyone in the household, we had to be in the car at 6 o'clock. <laughs> and at 5.55, I thought everyone would be downstairs and we're getting in the car. And 6 o'clock, at 6.05, and I'm yelling, and it's 6.10, and I'm just like, where is everyone and I'm just losing my mind. I'm getting so upset because they're not there. And it made me realize that just because... I am a certain way. I can't assume that other people operate the same way. So whether you're an on-time person or you're a late person, it doesn't mean that other people think and behave the same way that you do. And this was a big learning lesson for me. Like, I actually, of course, I thought about saying, hey, everyone in the car at 545. But I was like, oh, no, I don't need to do that. Everyone's on time. And then I now realize that that's just not the way that everybody else operates. So the fourth lesson was don't assume that everybody operates the way you do. You just give other people extra time or other other buffer time um, because everybody does not operate the same way. All right, so I hope you've enjoyed the recap of my learning lessons from my real life, pretty much real time event, and also from my mistakes and where I can improve. Now, you know, I always love to leave you with a challenge, and insight without action is meaningless. So let's talk about your inspired action for this week, because, you know, I always want you to walk away with taking an action and making this time 100% worth it. So within the next 24 hours, think of one upcoming project that you have coming up in your life, and it could be personal, it could be professional, and pick one way that you could get better at planning for it. You may have some light bulb moments or ah ahas going off, listening about what went right, like listening to people, focusing on anchors, being obsessed with your lists, or enlisting help and delegating, or maybe one of my mistakes really also spark something for you, like leaving enough buffer time at the end, leaving time for self-care, not stressing about things that are out of your control, and not assuming that other people operate the same way you do. Which one of those could you get better at in planning for your next project or event? By the way, come on over and let me know you did it, or let me know if you have any questions. I would love to have a conversation with you. You can find me on my site at lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast, forward slash 66, or Facebook, and I will link to both of those. As always, you are the best for showing up here. Thank you so much, and thank you for your loving vibes and positive energy. Know that I'm always sending them right back your way. And a friendly reminder, If you have a friend or colleague that you think could benefit from this podcast, share it with them. And I'd be super appreciative if you subscribed because that's what really helps me get seen and reach other amazing women all around the globe. Lastly, if you want a free kick-ass resource called 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed or How to Finally Stop Procrastinating or Six Smart Ways to Get and Stay Focused, oh my goodness, there's so much goodness here, then come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. I will see you there. I will see you again next week. Here's to getting more of the right things done and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.